0: It's a tough thing being an investor. It's a tough sport and I often refer to it as the provider's paradox. If you're an investor, you're a provider. Welcome to the Urban Property Investor. I'm your host, Sam Saggers, here to help you crack the code of real estate wealth. Today's show, a code cracker. We're going to dig into really the idea of being an investor. It's a tough thing being an investor. It's a tough sport. And I often refer to it as the provider's paradox. If you're an investor, you're a provider. And I tell you what, uh, when it comes to household structures, being a provider comes with some risk, some stress, some emotional baggage, and I want to have a chat about it so that we can flesh it out. So welcome to the show. Play the program in double speed if it's your first time tuning in, and of course, welcome back my regulars. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a good investment world, and you are a provider, so this show is for you because I know many of you, i helped many of you invest. And really, investment, if done alone, is a real sharp struggle for success in my viewpoint because of the concept of being a provider and the paradox that goes with that. Paradox is simply a contradiction. We are constantly contradicting normality when it comes to being a property investor. We take good money that we earn today And we don't use it. We pass it on to the market and we hope the market is going to deliver a bigger, better, brighter future down the track. It is really a paradox. And if you're not familiar, I guess, with the word paradox, the idea of a paradox is just things change and you're investing in change and what will that change be it's a bit of a crystal ball i've always liked the ship thesis paradox if you were to replace all the parts of a ship over time is it still the same ship it is an interesting interesting question and of course the provider's paradox is really quite simple In society, we get up every day, we go to work, exchange our time for money. We provide food, shelter, water, health care to our families. We provide insurances. uh, We provide money for social activities, clothing. Providers, whether it's a single income household, a double income household, do a lot of the diligent work every day. But again, for a provider, one of the paradoxes is we've got to take today's money and do something with it for our future. And of course, the balancing act is if we overextend ourselves, we may be investing in a much brighter future. But again, the paradox is we may be completely miserable, stressed out right now. And of course, I think with the cost of living pressures, which are unfolding at the moment, a lot of people are a little bit more stressed than usual, Usual, and of course, questioning whether being a provider is even the right thing to do, because why live your life stressed and try and be a property investor when you can just simply not do it? And of course, if we were to track a lot of the properties being sold, even though there is not a lot of stock on market, a lot of it is property investors going through the provider's paradox. They're actually offloading their investments. Now, I've got to argue that potentially the investments were flawed from the beginning. The cash flow profile perhaps wasn't right. Hence why people are feeling that household budgetary stress. But of course, uh, a lot of people are under the pump because interest rates have almost created this environment where things are quite real. And of course, if we would attract the interest rate environment, we're at a normal rate. So this is what it's meant to feel like. And of course, for a lot of people, they will jump ship. Because providing for tomorrow using today's money is quite a stressful paradox for people, and of course, uh, for a lot of people as well, they overinvest. And I say this about myself: I feel like I'm an overinvestor. There has been certainly periods of my life where I've had way too many assets for a more prosperous future. Uh, assets to the point where my future is a $20 million future. And I've had a $30 million future and I've like, well, what's I'm there. I don't need to keep going there. How about I live a little bit more for today? And of course, I think uh, for a lot of property investors, they become junkies I'm a bit of a junkie. I'm a junkie for property. Uh, if I was, I'm like a heroin addict for real estate because I just love it. And even this last month, I've kind of got involved with another property. I didn't think I would, but I have because I'm a junkie. And, uh, in some respects, I, uh, perhaps should slow down and realize there is some things that I would love to achieve today on my bucket list. So it's a balancing act. Some people are uninvested, some people are overinvested, and some people are perfectly invested. And I think the perfect sweet spot is really knowing your number. We'll talk a bit about what that looks like. But for a lot of people, they get up every day, go to work, exchange their time for money. They create activity. But activity is not value. I think we can all agree that value is something that takes time to unfold. And really, uh, our job as a human being in a capitalist society is create activity from our job in the form of a wage and use some of that money to invest in tomorrow, invest into our future. And it is a real financial mathematical equation, which can create an emotional impact. I've seen a lot of families get torn apart by how they uh, work with money. I've seen a lot of couples break up because one part of the couple wants to create value for the future and one part of the couple wants to live for today. The provider's paradox. And of course, I think the best way to be a provider and uh, be a good provider is to set up a network that helps you provide. And really the con text of being a provider is not just to go and make money it is to deliver systems it is to have a network it is to be exposed to opportunity there is really some things that need to be implemented and if you think about how value is delivered into your life you've got to go well if i'm going to be a provider my job is to go and find value. To go and find value, I need to implement something. What am I going to implement to find value? And of course, for some people who are savvy around investments, that could be as simple as knowing where to invest, what to buy, and how to buy. it. For other people who are less savvy with what uh, they want, maybe that conundrum is about establishing a support network for you and your family to actually work out how to deliver value. And the interesting thing for me, of course, is for a lot of families, your children are watching you. And I see this repeated all the time in economics, that the parents and the way they uh, conduct themselves when it comes to being a provider really does generationally flow on to the next generation, where parents are very good providers, very good investors. The children tend to follow. And I often think that quite often when we invest, though we often are thinking about the day-to-day, it's the action that we do which rubs off on others. And again, uh, some of the greatest investors I know on the planet, yes, they've made money out of real estate, but really what they are doing is a creating a level of generational wealth by showing their kids what they get up to. And I'm sure as those kids become adults, the first thing they'll want to do is invest because they've seen their mum do it. They've seen their father do it. And of course, uh, the concept of investment is really a paradox And again, when I think about the greatest investors I know, they've all got a system. They've all got a plan. They know where they're going. They know what they want. And, of course, investing in itself is a paradox. You've got cash flow versus growth. Uh, If you just buy cash flow, you're probably not going to get a lot of growth. If you buy high-growing properties – you're probably not going to get a lot of cash flow. It's a balancing act. Everything is a bit of a balancing act. And that is the challenge with being a property investor. The biggest problem when it comes to being a property investor is the problem of time, time in the market, time for things to improve in value. And of course, uh, the idea around... Owning mortgages, carrying debt, striving for a financial security, uh, working out how to pay down debt whilst also providing shelter uh, and other benefits to your family is, again, a bit of a process. It's a plan. It's a system. It's support. It's a much bigger puzzle to be good at. And of course, I think for a lot of property investors, they just simply don't invest in systems and support which create value. What they invest in is activity. And I see this all the time. So many property investors just want activity. They want it now. They want basically to uh, get the experience straight away and they won't stick it out the long-term nature of real estate, the paradox value that real estate carries. The paradox is that real estate takes time to do its thing. And of course, if we talk about the now, we're talking about most people have a financial gap in their life. Most people in society right now pay too much tax. It's crazy to say it, but they do. Uh, I know people who earn a truckload of money and do not consider the fact that they can buy real estate and invest both in their future and fix their now by just simply owning an investment property. They can pay less tax that they're paying right now. Probably the most interesting provider's paradox to me is you can reduce your tax today which is right now and set up a future which is connected to what you're doing today through real estate through the fact that capital assets can be depreciated and formed income which is just amazing but most people have that financial gap they paid way too much, too much tax most people basically never end up paying off their family home which is really their uh, nest egg and uh, we often see this in society that through the concept of amortization the context of people always upgrading their home really debt is not reduced on people's properties and again a lot of I guess home buyers that do not property invest, they buy a home, uh, they enter a mortgage which has principal and interest payments, they live in the home for 10 years and pay nothing off it because really to pay off debt quickly using a uh, loan structure. You have to make extra repayments. You have to uh, speed up and accelerate really the principal payments. And of course, if you just write it out, you because of what is known as amortization, you won't really bite into your principal until year twenty. But the paradox for home buyers, the home buyer paradox is most people stay in a home for around 12 years today. Uh, If you own a mortgage for 12 years, you're not paying off much debt. And so what people do is they buy a new home, take on more debt, recycle the whole thing again. The whole thing starts. Of course, when they get to the end of their life, they may not even have paid off their home. When I say the end of their life the end of their work span. And, of course, uh, they have to enter retirement, basically carrying debt, which means they sell their home. And usually, the older we get, our decision-making credentials start to wane on us. Of course, people start to panic and do all sorts of things the older they get. And, of course, financially, a lot of people have savings that do nothing for them. The savings get eroded by inflation. People have a hundred thousand dollars in their bank for retirement, but guess what? The cost of lettuce goes up to ten dollars to buy at Woolworths, not five. And all of a sudden, really, uh, because we are living in much more inflationary times, and inflation will be part of our world because of things like climate change and sustainability and all sorts of elements around how society is morphing and new economies are unfolding, we're going to see that really there will be a financial gap for a lot of people that choose not to invest. They really won't have the savings that they think they have that can take them for the balanced part of their life. And of course, uh, a lot of people as well just simply have a lack of assets. They do not deploy enough capital in the market. A lot of people don't have enough super. You know, there is a even a gender gap with super. You know, most people's super balance in retirement is a couple of hundred thousand dollars. That's not going to be enough to get you where you need to go. I think for most people, really, the financial gap today is most people don't even have a plan for tomorrow. They don't. Uh, They don't have a model that they're using to get where they need to go. They have no concept that really, if you're going to be a provider, it's not actually going to work every day and coming home with a fistful of dollars. That is actually not providing. That is activity. Activity is not value. The provider's paradox is that you need to get up every day, go to work, exchange your time for money, come home with some money, and invest that money into something that creates more money. The multiplier effect. Money creates money. And again, like if I was to use some examples in my world. I go to work every day, exchange my time for money. I reduce my tax because I exchange my time for money, but I also own real estate. I take some of that real estate, which pays me a rent. Uh, Some of my debt on my real estate has been lowered through debt reduction strategies. So I get to keep some of the money that I get in rent. It doesn't go to simply paying the mortgage costs. I now get money from the real estate. I take that new money and I invest it in the share market. My rental properties buys shares. And so the concept is completely different to just sticking money in the bank, or basically not having a plan. Most people today do not have a plan for their financial future. They invest in the now, but not tomorrow. And of course, when we think about how Australia is unfolding, people are living a lot longer. The lifespan of an Australian is headed towards 90 years of age, but we are not healthy for 90 years. We actually start to slow down and really for a lot of people, they start to get ailments, ailments, the older you get, the more ailments you get. I think it's an amazing word. I could say it all the time, ailments, And, of course, our health span is really a conversation. Our health span starts to really play tricks on us when we get over age 50. And so our lifespan is 90. Our health span starts to change when we reach age 50. We were talking about this the other day, You know, at age 50, you've got to poo in a bag and send it off once a year. That's being 50, Uh, which again is just because we start to become unhealthy or really have health issues from that age. And again, as a provider, we've got a signal right there. If 50 is the age that things start to slow down on our body, we've really got to make hay and make sure we make as much as we can in our 20s, in our 30s, in our 40s, if we are in our 50s, in our 50s. And of course, we live to 90, our health span is 50, 55, and our work span. Is also 55 60. So we start to run out of basically the ability to continue to work. We can't work forever. Some people, of course, enjoy, you know, plodding along and and being part of something and, and working forever, which is great. But the speed, the velocity, the Uh, ability for us to cognitively work at a high rate starts to mellow out the older we get for a lot of people really one of the challenges is the pension system kicks in you know in your mid 60s and for a lot of people uh, they start to not earn as much money when they're in their mid 50s and 60s i do a, a a lot of conversations with people and one of the challenges as well as a lot of people get older the paradox the provider's paradox is if they haven't upskilled during their uh during their career if they're not seen as a leader in their marketplace in their workforce if they're uh, a person that has jumped around and never really created a brighter world, if they've lived their life in a place where a lot of things have just broken along the way, what happens is people start to become redundant. And I've seen this a lot with people uh, pushing 60 that they're no longer really wanted which is horrible to say. They are not wanted by a workplace. They are not wanted as by a new workplace. There is really a form of ageist, uh, I guess, discrimination, which unfolds that really, why would I employ this 60-year-old when I can go and get a 30-year-old? And so for younger listeners... Again, it's probably a very important lesson here. You're at some point going to be considered redundant. And uh, the best way to overcome that is to always be upskilling. The provider's paradox. So our work span, our health span, our lifespan, they're all very different. Our lifespan here in Australia, we're going to live, you know, to the ripe old age of close to 90, our health span, our health starts to get worse in our 50s, our work span, we start to become redundant uh, as we push 60. And again, there's probably 70 year olds listening to me going, I'm not redundant. What are you talking about? But again, society does value different things. And of course, We are starting to see all sorts of things unfold, which really, for a lot of older people, they really just can't keep up with it. Offshoring, AI, these are all new disruptors coming in to innovate workplaces. Uh, And of course, for a lot of people who perhaps work out in the field, we're using their body, age slows them down. You know, there's some 60-year-old, you know, chippies on building sites and, uh, you know, I I see them all the time because I'm involved in a lot of construction projects and, you know, they look 900. I don't think they're going to make it much further because they've put their body on the line. The provider has put the body on the line. And it's a very noble thing. Like, what can I say? It's it's a beautiful thing that they've gone and done. But again, the paradox is: Did they go and invest because they've still got thirty years to live, or is it really down to, uh, uh really down to the pension? This is the challenge, the paradox, and of course, uh, you know. For some families, they lose a parent. For some families, for some partners, they lose uh, a partner. And again, there is this kind of paradox that, uh, you know, for, for many people, they need to make sure that as a provider, they've got everything set up. Wills, trusts, they've got insurances, they've got the right level of care in place for something that potentially may go wrong this is all the things a provider needs to do and of course for a lot of people they count on the pension and they count on the pension improving and the pension's not going to improve it's simply not going to get better you know, the current sort of pension system per couple in Australia is something like $28,000 per couple, per annum. That's it. Yes, you can catch the bus for uh, $1, but you've got $27,000, $28,000 for the rest of the year. Uh, it's not a lot of money to live a very good life. And, of course, for many pension people, they – uh you know, basically have, don't have anything to invest for for their future because they're very old. And then they live in the now with nothing, which is just crazy. You know, I always say, have a hard life when you're young, have an easy life later, have an easy life when you're young, you'll have a harder, much harder life much later and of course here in australia the profile of australians are changing you know there's more students sorry there's more pensioners today than there are students in 1976 there was basically uh one person over the age of 65 for seven workers in 2001 there was basically one person over the age of 65 for five workers. And now uh, really there is basically just not enough workers at the bottom of the funnel and way more people at the top of the funnel. So now there is one worker for over three people over the age of 65. And again, again, There is just simply less taxpayers at the bottom of the funnel than at the top of the funnel, which again comes back to, well, how do we end up in a place where we're going to provide for ourselves in the future if there's simply less taxpayers now and much more older people and that's the trend which is really going to take us into the future then the government doesn't have the money to put up the pension and or they're going to tax us more now to pay for the problem which already exists. And as we get taxed, we've got to come up with solutions to offset those challenges. And again, this is the provider's paradox. This is the issue of providing. And of course, if you are the provider, it's your job. This is your job. Like, I am speaking to you like this is a job. You've got to work out how to solve your financial problems. You've got to work out how to lower your tax. You've got to work out how to become mortgage-free. You've got to work that stuff out. You've got to work out how to deploy capital and buy income-producing assets. You've got to work out how to use multiple assets to pay little to zero tax. You've got to get your super sorted out and you've got to have a plan. All of which is the job of the provider. All of which is the job of the provider. And again, really when I think of being a provider, I think of the word alignment. How do I align everything? How do I do this? Because there's so much I have to think about. I've got uh, social things to think about, health things to think about. I've got to balance my world, alignment. And again, like if I look at the great property investors that I know, they're aligned. They're aligned. And again, when I think about like just some of the results that are filtering out, when it comes to alignment, I, I can think of some great property investors I've worked with over the years that really what they went and did was align their future goals with a system. Now, I always tell the story of Donna and Sylvia. Sylvia is a current client, but in 2010, she wasn't. I didn't know Sylvia. She went and bought a property uh, she did it on, on her own accord. Um, she had no system. She just knew she had to buy a property. 13 years later, the gain of that property is $275,000, which sounds good. The rent increase on that real estate has gone from three seventy dollars to four fifty. dollars Donna believed in alignment. She found a system. She bought a property same year that property has gone up by $1.25 million and her rent's gone from $700 to $1,275 per week. Really, Donna is a multimillionaire now and she has positive cash flow real estate. And from what I can see, from what she posts and says and 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 how she Uh, you know, references her world. She really lives in the suburb of her dreams in a house of her dreams. Why is Donna actually living the provider's paradox? Well, Donna believed in one life principle. The number one way to build wealth is alignment. That's basically what she has always believed in because I've known this person who's A gun property investor, really known her since probably 2007. The number one way to build wealth is alignment. And Donna's gone and aligned herself with really the right mortgage brokers, the right property crew to find her deals, the right uh, people to speak to about financial planning. She's aligned herself with a team. And I think it's a big part of being a bit of a provider because most providers don't have a team. They don't have someone to spitball with. They don't have someone to talk to. So they don't provide. Again, they go to work every day, exchange their time for money. They create activity, but forget to create value. All right, folks, that's it from me today. I hope that resonated with you. Uh, I will catch you on the next show as we talk more real estate. Thanks for tuning in to the Urban Property Investor. To never miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app or on YouTube. I would love it if you could give the show a rating and share it with your friends and family. In between episodes, you can always keep in touch with me by connecting on social media over Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Until we meet again on the next episode of the Urban Property Investor, take care and bye for now.